0: Welcome to Manufacturing Matters, a podcast sponsored by Simsbury Bank. Welcome to this episode of Simsbury Bank's Manufacturing Matters. My name is Martin Geitz. I'm president and CEO of Simsbury Bank, and I'm delighted to be here today at CNC Software in Tallinn, Connecticut, to speak with uh, Megan uh, Summers-West, who is the CEO of CNC Software, and I'm delighted to be joined also uh, by uh, Mark Summers, who is a co-founder of CNC Software. And we're here to talk about their strategic direction and, and uh, how they've built a really incredible company here uh, here in Connecticut. You may wonder why we are uh, in a series of podcasts and, and uh, videos focused on manufacturing. What are we doing at a software company? Well, you're going to learn that here uh, as a software that drives many of the CNC machines around the country. Um, is developed right here by this company, uh, which is terrific. So uh, welcome. I'm very delighted to be here with you and thank you very much for uh, for participating with us today. So may, Megan, maybe we could start off and you could actually talk a bit about uh, what the company does, CNC Software. Also uh, you go under the name Mastercam, I understand, uh, and uh, how you go about your business.
1: Sure. Um, so first, thank you for having us. It's Nice to have you here today. Um, So CNC Software is a 35, actually 36 year old company. Um, We were founded in 1983 and we are located here in Tallinn, Connecticut. Um, Our flagship product is called Mastercam and Mastercam is a CAD-CAM Software that drives CNC machine tools Um, and essentially we've been doing the same thing from the very beginning Um, 36 years ago, we developed tool paths and that's what we're doing today. Uh, We are a global company. So we are in Over 80 countries around the world. Um, We have resellers that sell the product um, and supply the manufacturing industry
0: Incredible And uh, Mark, maybe you could share with us in our listening audience uh, how how you got the company going. How how did this come together?
2: Well, um, it was a long time ago, but I remember most of it. (laughs) Um, I had always wanted to start a business. I I worked for a a machine tool company, and I had a lot of contacts with customers that... um, had purchased their first CNC machine tool, which was kind of an interesting time back in the early 80s. They were not as prevalent as they are today. Everybody was buying their first one. Mm -hmm. And so I got to witness a lot of these um, situations. But uh, challenges came along with the uh, uh, first machine tools. It's like, great, this does a lot of cool stuff, but how do I program it? Mm -hmm. So all of these customers had the same need, which was, um, they needed a fair amount of math skills and to program their machine tools. And so, um, I talked three roommates into helping me purchase a computer and we started to develop a tool to do this programming <laughs> and, uh, eventually I showed this software program that didn't do a whole lot at the time to a customer and, uh, he said, cool. I like it. Uh, I think I want to buy a copy. And I said, great. Uh, I don't know what to charge but I'll come up with a number mm-hmm. and uh, so that was kind of the start of it and we just slowly grew it in New England and eventually nationwide and worldwide
0: it's amazing well and we're sitting in a room here that is I guess a testing laboratory for you and and there are I guess five or six different manufacturers of CNC machines are represented here right. so uh, clearly your software Uh, that you develop today can be used by a variety of manufacturers. Want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are hundreds of machine tool manufacturers. I mean, certainly there are kind of the cream of the crop, and and we have several of those represented here. Um, But yeah, I mean, anything that that, um, drives a tool, you know, a mill machine, lathe, router, wire, um, Swiss machine tools, um, can all use Mastercam to drive their machine tools.
0: It's amazing. And and so um, d- does that require you to work closely with the manufacturers of the machines in order to accommodate whatever their unique design it, is and processes? It, it
2: does, really. It's a good partnership. Uh, it's an important partnership we have. Um, they provide us with machines. We, we fine tune how they're programmed and how they're run. Uh, so we, we try to make them look as good as possible. And at the same time, if we didn't have machines to, to drive, we wouldn't be able to demonstrate our software. So it's, a, so it's a key partnership that we like to keep going for forever. So.
0: That's great. That's great. So speaking of forever, uh, to have a great company over the long run, you need to have a strategic focus. And I believe the word focus is central to your strategic plan and your strategic direction. And I wonder if uh, Megan, you might talk a little bit about your strategic focus and and what that means to uh, CNC software.
1: Sure. Uh, so as I mentioned, um, you know, and, and my dad likes to to say this all the time is that we we've been doing the same thing for the last thirty six years, and that's creating tool paths that drive CNC machine tools. Uh, and we're we're in an interesting time in the manufacturing industry where a lot of our competitors are are being acquired by larger companies. Um, and I think what ends up happening is is kind of a decentralization. Um, and what is important to understand about CAM is that it's incredibly complex. It's not a commodity. It's not um, a product that a customer purchases and then just walks away. Mm-hmm. Um, really, what our customers are purchasing is a relationship with us. Because as technology, you know, gets more complex and and it gets harder and harder to to run these machine tools, and um, you know, the te- the technology is just amazing. Um, it, it takes a lot of support a lot of training to be able to to use Mastercam and to use it as effectively as possible um, and so the fact that we focus simply on cam means mm-hmm. that we do it the best mm-hmm. so a lot of the competition you know they're focusing on CAD, they're focusing on cam metrology um, robotics you know there's a lot of a lot of that going on and our strategy has been to simply focus on on what we do and partner with people that do what they do best. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a lot of uh, partners out there that are in the manufacturing industry and they complement what we do, mm-hmm. um, but that strategy has worked very well for us.
0: And that's what you mean by focus, focusing on CAM. Yes. That's your piece. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So you are a family owned business. Second generation is, uh, is now running the business. As, as you uh, continue to uh, implement your strategy, does being a family owned business uh, how does that help you, or how does that create a challenge for you when you're competing with uh, others in this in this uh, industry?
1: Um, interesting question. So I, I guess one of the things is that being a family-owned business, um, there's there hasn't been a lot of change, and and by change I mean change for the sake of change. Mm-hmm. You know, it was probably the least amount of disruption possible in terms of a transition. So when when the second generation took over, I was able to continue working through the same strategy that we've been using for the last 35 years. Certainly, you know, I've made adjustments and, and improvements where where possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in terms of our reseller channel, they they continue doing business as. As they had been, um, and I think that was helpful. Um, same thing for our customers. You know, they they really didn't see a, a big change, and that's good when you're mm-hmm. in the CAM industry. You know, you want things to be um, a good flow. Uh, yeah. So that's that's been fantastic. And then I think the other part of it is that as a family business, you know, our focus is not on the bottom line necessarily. It's mm-hmm. not are we making our shareholders happy. It's are we making our customers happy, and that allows us to make decisions that are best for our customers and and you know, not worrying about external forces. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's been a, a huge help.
0: Also allows you to think more long-term. Uh, Absolutely. You're not worried about uh, somebody looking at your quarterly results and how does that affect the stock price? So you're able to think more long-term.
1: Absolutely. And, yeah. and because there's going to be ups and downs, especially in the sure. manufacturing industry. There are so many Um, variables that affect that, you know, all the stuff that's going on politically, there's, you know, a lot of effect on manufacturing. Um, But we're able to kind of weather the storms a lot more um, more stable.
0: Yep, yep, that's terrific. So Mark, we had a smooth transition in leadership, uh, it sounds like, which is terrific for customers, uh, probably terrific for employees as well. Um, What's your perspective now that you are, uh, you know, sort of a step removed from the day to day? uh, What's your perspective on the Strategic direction of the company and the focus on, you know, being really strong in, in uh, CAM. Well, it's it's a good question. Careful. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, like like Megan said, it's um, I, I I feel lucky that um, I had somebody to transition the business to, um, uh, and if I didn't, it would would have probably meant a sale or some sort of merger or something like that. But um, this transition represents the least amount of change but in some ways the most amount because she's taken the the, the ball and she's running with it and the, um, i have to be careful about keeping out of her way you know mm-hmm. I influence a little bit but uh at a distance sure and so um the direction is really to do continue doing what we've always done but do it in a, a stronger fashion and she's putting a lot uh, more energy into it um so it's it's kind of got like a a resurgence so to speak um for example i think we hired five people this week yeah. wow <laughs> um, and so the number of people has grown dramatically sales have grown um the number of partners we have has grown as well
0: yep yep
2: and i think our resellers uh, who are our partners uh, and our customers sense this and it's created a um Uh, a a tighter stronger company yeah so
0: it's all all positive that's great that's great you both mentioned partnerships and partners do you, you want to talk a little bit more about how that is so important to your strategy megan sure
1: well as i said i mean so we are a small family business and the way that we're able to compete with these larger you know multinational corporations is by having strong partners so that you know essentially our exposure is much bigger than just being a 200 person here in tallinn connecticut um, if you add up the number of resellers, sub-dealers, OEM partners, um, referral dealers, we've got about 2,000 people representing Mastercam around the globe. Um, so that shows you how important partners are to us. And, and the fact that we have local representation around the globe, I think, has been a really important piece of our strategy. So whether you're in Thailand or Japan or Texas or California, you have somebody that understands... The way that you're doing business um, and, and understands any kind of cultural um, issues that you may be having or political issues that you may be having. And, and I think that's been a, a really big help. Um, adding to that, you know, partners that are in the industry that aren't necessarily in the CAM industry but in the manufacturing industry, the fact that they are representing Mastercam or that they're acknowledging that Mastercam is, is a good product to use Um, I mean, that's word of mouth, and that's incredibly strong, and that's done a lot to really strengthen our brand. Mm
0: -hmm. That's terrific. Um, You know, in talking about partnerships uh, and and talking about, um, you know, how you focus your strategy, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, has got to be important to you also is the culture of the company. Just in walking around here today and, you know, seeing some of your folks and seeing the campus here, it really appears to be a very... um, uh, uh employee friendly, uh, company, uh, which I, you know, leads to a very customer friendly company. But what if you could talk about the importance of culture? Do you think about culture a lot? Is that an important part of the drivers for you as a, as a company Megan?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think that that's the beginning of it, you know, because I always say that what drives me is not necessarily, again, the bottom line. I mean, of course, we have to be a profitable company to be sustainable. That's that's a given. Um, but how I define success is whether or not people walk in the door and they're happy. Because if you have happy employees, they're going to be productive employees, <laughs> and the same can be said about our resellers. If they're happy to be partners with us, then they're going to be more productive, and that flows right into the customer. You know, if the customers are happy, they'll be loyal customers, and And that means we end up having a profitable business so um yeah i mean i think it it really you focus on on the people because you know i think we're all here to make a living of course but you know i think at the end of the day you want to be part of something that that you're proud to be part of Um, and fortunately we have a pretty amazing company that has made a very positive impact on the world um you know some of our customers have done things like Create burn masks for for wow. um, for burn victims, or you know, we've got companies that send their products into outer space, and we've got products that you know they're they're shaping the world. Um, and so it's it's pretty exciting to be a part of that. But in terms of of culture, you know, we have been fortunate enough to have the flexibility to you know make sure that that our, our employees are happy, and and it's you know the, it's little things like having a. a you know, beautiful campus to come to, or, mm-hmm. you know, we have a garden outside that, you know, we, we pick the, the vegetables and leave them at the front and people can kind of grow grocery shopping on their way home. Wow. Um, we've got a lot of groups of people that meet at lunchtime and go for a, a run or, um, go for a bike ride. We've got yoga on Wednesdays. We have food trucks on Fridays. Um, and, you know, those are some of the perks, I think, of the culture. But when you really get down to it, you know, if you define what our culture is, it's collaborative. Mm-hmm. It's um, challenging but respectful. You know, mm-hmm. we, we push people to challenge each other um, and do it in a respectful manner. But I think that's how we get to the best possible solution. Um, focus on quality. That's, you know, as... We talked earlier today, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, everything that you see in the building is quality, and that expectation goes down to the product. Um, So, you know, it's kind of a trickle-down effect. Um, But I I think, you know, at the end of the day, we like to have fun. Um, (laughs) Most of our meetings were there's some kind of laughter or some kind of story, um, you know, it doesn't feel like work, and I think that's what makes it great.
0: Yeah. So, Mark, as uh, when you were starting this company with you and a handful of people, um, has culture always been part of how you saw uh, this becoming a very successful company over time?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I didn't really think about culture as much as I thought about the product, yeah, um, the details of the product, but um, it, it's definitely been an important part of the company. And, um, you know, an interesting part of the culture that's changed since Megan took over a few years ago is that we don't worry so much about finding local, local talent. Mm-hmm. Where, with so much technology now and being able to, to dial in and, and web meetings and that sort of thing, we, uh, Megan's focused on finding the best talent not only around the country but around the world, mm-hmm. and uh, and they can still collaborate just as well as they can if they came into the building every day. So. You know, there's a lot more people, but in some way, it it doesn't feel like it because they're spread out a lot further. So that's kind of part of the culture um, that we've we've been able to create based on the technology that's
0: available. That's amazing. So how do you, with so many of your key people, not necessarily coming here every day, but out (laughs) around the world, how does that affect your culture? How do you how does how do you embrace them in your culture?
1: So we we talk a lot about that because you know we want to make sure that as new people come on and like you said we we had five new people start on Tuesday um, we're up to I think fourteen new people this year wow um, and and growing pretty pretty rapidly and so it is important to make sure that you're focusing on culture. Um, the, there are a lot of different ways to do that. Um, one of them is that we use the, the Scrum methodology, so all of our product teams meet daily. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's part of it, is that, that constant connection. We've got tools like Skype for Business, Microsoft Office 365. There are a lot of different ways that we're able to communicate. Um, yep. And our HR team and our admin services team is always coming up with different ways to stay, keep people connected. Um, yep. For example, um, we are uh, very proud to sponsor a all-female BattleBots team called Witch Doctor. Wow. Yes, um, and they are gonna be on, on TV in a couple weeks. And so we are creating a group chat for the entire company. So ah. everybody's gonna do a viewing. We'll have a, a group chat that everybody can kind of talk about the episode as, yeah. it's, as it's airing. But it's all online, it's all, you know, Behind the computer, but yep. there's all, all sorts of different ways to um, to keep them connected. We do quarterly meetings, um, you know, and we broadcast that out to, to everybody yep. um, so that they can all participate and stay connected. And um, in fact, the, I think it was the last one, we, we handed out mugs. Actually, these are the mugs with our mission on it. Mm-hmm. And our admin team is absolutely fantastic. They had already shipped out the mugs to all of our offsite employees oh, yeah. so that as soon as the meeting ended, I mean, there were some employees that within minutes, they got them delivered to their doorstep. Oh, so great. it's it's just being aware of it and, and being conscious of it. Um, I did want to mention, you asked dad about how he thought about culture. And I, I think part of it and why it's so special is that it was never forced. Mm-hmm. I think the culture takes on the personality of your founder and and he's kind of a fun guy. Um, I don't say that to him all the time, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I think it was just very genuine. Sure. You know, it was it was never forced. It just kind of, um, you know, it developed with him and, and um, his two brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. They they are both um, part of the history of the company, and I think that was um, that was a big piece of it. And as a family, we have a lot of fun together, and, and we're always challenging each other and yeah. um, staying very connected. So I, I think that's a big piece of why it's ended up the way it has.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about uh, attracting quality people and the, and the people with the skills that you need to be successful. Simsbury Bank has many manufacturing company customers who use the machines that are in this room and I assume are using your software in those machines. Uh, and one of the common themes that I hear from our manufacturing uh, uh, company customers is uh, the challenge with, with workforce, with, with getting folks here in Connecticut who are able to come and work on the factory floor or be the engineers to you know, design the products and so forth. And um, and so I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, work going on in our state uh, community college system and, and uh, UConn has got a wonderful engineering uh, program. Uh, but I'm interested in, in the software world. Uh, you know, are you, h- how would you describe the availability of talent in Connecticut? Are we, are the things that uh, we ought to be doing as a state to uh, you know, Crete, and then uh, uh, well-developed folks who would then choose to stay here and work in Connecticut. Any thoughts on that? You've got a oh. twinkle in your eye. I, I think you've got—I think you've got an opinion here, Mark. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, that's
2: kind of might be kind of a long-winded answer. I mean, everybody's <laughs> got their own opinion on the politics of the state and and the, you know the the business climate and what we could do to make business um, more attractive for people. And you know, it's definitely concerning when we see. Big businesses or high wealth individuals leave the state. Sure, you know, it hurts the tax base, and I think Connecticut is one of the few states where there is a, a you know, a little—I uh, don't want to say an exodus, but you know, more people leaving than coming in. So, what could we do to make it better? Um, you know, I think uh, keep listening to the business people and understand why they're leaving, and see if we can uh, understand the repercussions about um, ideas to to turn that around, you know, how can we keep businesses? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fortunately, we're, we're doing pretty well here. We have no plans to go anywhere. We're, we're rooted pretty solid. Yep. Um, we have a lot of people around us and the building and all that. But, um, you know, some businesses are more mobile um, and, they, and they can leave. Um, but uh, I think it, it deserves a study. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to keep looking at it you know why are people leaving
0: yeah yeah How about you know attracting quality people here in connecticut I Any? Mean, you know you... I,
1: we've been very fortunate um i, I mean I, I might be biased but i think we've got the best of the best here mm-hmm. i mean we're we've mm-hmm. been incredibly lucky to find some really incredible employees but i think part of that is is that we do provide a good place to work i guess that's our social responsibility to Connecticut is to provide a good place for right. people that are in the state to be able to come work. Um, but that being said, you know we, we don't limit ourselves. You know The technology has allowed us to be able to look outside of the state, so um, that's helped us to, to really find the cream of the crop as well. Yep. Um, and we'll continue to do that.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, this has been fascinating. I, I'm wondering: are, are there uh, other areas? Did what, what did we miss in our conversation? What else uh, uh, would you like to uh, talk about? As final thoughts here, final comments.
1: Well, just just one final cut on the uh, thought on the the workforce development. I mean, we we certainly do a lot to um, you know make an effort to to in improve workforce development. We've got um, a sponsorship of Makerspace CT. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit.
2: Uh, it's a it's a new. Um business venture in Hartford yeah and I don't know if you you know what a makerspace is but it's a it's a business that um, acquires different technology and machinery um, welding machining woodworking selling a lot of different technologies and so if you have an interest in a certain subject or skill you might enroll um, uh, as a member Mm -hmm. and take classes and and get uh, training and um, learn a new skill hmm. maybe start a small business
0: and, and what is your connection with that are you providing software are you yeah we, yeah yeah
2: we, we provide software to help drive the um, some of the machine tools okay there. okay interesting
0: sure. interesting
1: yeah, the, the lack of skilled workers is certainly a concern to us because those are our customers.
2: Sure.
0: So sure. if there's no
1: pipeline, then you know, who are we selling to five to ten years from now? Right. Um, so we, we do certain things like that. We're a sponsor of Workshop for Warriors, which mm-hmm. is a training program for transi- transitioning veterans that are going oh, from military life to civilian life. And they learn how to use Mastercam. And yep. um, I think there's 95% job placement at this point, which is wow. fantastic.
0: It's amazing.
1: Um, and then getting them started early. We've got manufacturing day coming up in October. Uh, last year, I think we had 200 students come through the building and get an opportunity to see, you know, what you can do in the manufacturing industry. So.
0: Right, right. That's great. That's great. Fantastic. And and do you uh, do you engage with UConn or the community colleges and uh, state universities as well?
1: We do. Yeah, UConn has been a, a great partner of ours. They develop something called the Formula SAE car, and we Ooh. do some work for them here. We create some of the parts for their. Their car, and they always bring the car down and oh, wow. whip it around the parking lot, which yep. is a lot of fun for our employees to see. Um, and we've actually got a couple of uh, interns that are working here for the summer that are from UConn, and and several employees that have come right from UConn as that's well. Yeah, and great. the community college system has been fantastic in Connecticut. They're really doing um, a great job pushing advanced manufacturing.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. that's terrific. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Mark, founder of the company, and.
2: Uh, really, um, I'm just happy that it's still going and that it's in good hands. Uh, I've got all the confidence in the world and the, and the new leadership. And um, I think it's going to continue in the right direction for a long time. Thank you, Mark Summers, founder
0: of CNC Software. And thank you, Megan Summers-West, uh, for joining us on this Simsbury Bank Manufacturing Matters podcast and the video. Uh, and we look forward to uh, our next episode down the road. Uh, Thank you all very much for joining us at today's Simsbury Bank Manufacturing Matters uh, podcast and video. My name is Martin Geitz, President and CEO of Simsbury Bank. Thank you again for joining us.